And we had uh, Christofsky with us. Oh, yeah. He was there. Yeah, the criminal. I wonder if he's gone back to Azerbaijan. I hope so. He deserves to. Maybe he's in Syria now. (laughs) What's he gone there for? (laughs) Don't know. In support of Lana, and then he realises maybe he shouldn't have gone to Syria. Yeah. We'll see him in about six months' time. Yeah, on the video. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see him back in the anniversary episode (laughs) that we have yet to plan. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and that's just around the corner, because it's, like, April now, I think. Yeah. I think it's April. It? Oh, it's coming close to my birthday, then. Or, or it's late March. I don't know. One of them. I sh- we'll really should have checked that. I yeah. should have checked the calendar before we started recording. Yeah. But I lose all um You have to check the calendars to, just to remember what day it is, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. We, yeah, we don't even know what day it is today. No, we don't. We know it's a Monday. But yeah. we don't know what Monday yet. So it's either a Monday in late March or early April. Yeah. Or oh, I might done. just fuck us all over and just wait until December to air <laughs> this one. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you just have those Monday blues today? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't actually tend to work on a Monday, so my mm. Monday's fine. Yeah. I like that song, I don't like Mondays. Oh, OK. The one that inspired that serial yeah, killing. It's all, it's or spree about. killing, spree killer. I was no, didn't the killing inspire the song? One or the other, I don't know. Yeah. One of them. I think the killing inspired the song. Oh, okay then. Yeah. So that's a good thing to get expiration. Expiration. Inspiration. <laughs> Expiration could yeah. work. <laughs> Inspiration <laughs> from. No, I do like that song mainly because it's about killing. I guess. Uh, yeah. Not get, you Monday. like death. Yeah. Hence why we're doing this episode. Who suggested yeah. this episode again? Was it me you. or you? It was you. Was it me? It's not the kind of thing I really find too often, actually. Uh, yeah, and you, I find the weird find ones the that no one actually stuff. cares about. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you find the well-known ones, and I'm just like, what the hell is that? Or I find the Olaf Palm ones. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, you know, that was exciting. <laughs> you know what? I was listening to because uh, um, I listened to Thinking Sideways. I, I've told mm. you about it before, right? Yeah. But I hadn't listened to them in like a couple of months. So I've been catching up on old episodes. Apparently, they've got Olaf Palm on their list. To do? Yeah, to do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got there before them, and boy, are they going to enjoy doing that one? Yeah. Or maybe it was just us. Maybe we weren't at a good point in our lives when doing that episode. I think, I, I think like, I did kind of find it interesting. But it's interesting, but boring at the same time. I, I think it was just too much for, like, one kind of episode. Almost. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, was just, just the two of us, whereas Thinking Sideways, they got three people. Yeah. Whereas it was just me and you for that episode. Yeah, it was... It was me and you for most episodes. Oh, God, are all our episodes shit? Yeah. <laughs> we, we also, we, we, like, most of them we try and be funny, but there wasn't really... I don't think we found many funny things in that one. No, I don't think we try and be funny. It's just because we're so stupid. Yeah. It, and it comes across. And I guess listeners might think that, oh, we're doing it on purpose to sound funny. But no, yeah. we're just really, really that thick. Yeah. yeah, Tom comes out with stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but then, but then, but then, like, I do, I do wonder with myself, because I'm really, really stupid some of the time, but then sometimes I'm actually quite smart. Mm. So I don't know where I fall. Maybe I should do one of those IQ tests. I, I wouldn't if I was you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've there's, already there's talked about a supportive friend. Yeah, yeah. For you. we've already talked about killings, and we haven't actually gone into what this episode is. No. It's about killing. Well, not killings, I it's guess. Technically, 
not technically it isn't, as far not as technically, it's I been mean, presented to us. Supposedly, they are suicides. Mm. Yeah, golden suicides. Yeah. I, d- I, d- I don't like that term, golden suicide, though, because it pl- implies that it's a good thing. Yeah, it's like it's like golden showers, <laughs> kind of. You might think it sounds like a good thing, but when, when you're actually there and it's happening to you... <laughs> you know from not, experience so that they invited you round to... When Chris invited you round for a golden shower... <laughs> Yeah, and you thought I, it was going to be a good thing. <laughs> and I, then I you was, were confronted was, with that. Yeah. I was so looking forward to it. And then suddenly it was just, it was all over me. I was kind of, ugh. <laughs> Let, let's move on. Anyway, what are we forgetting? Oh, intro music. <laughs> you need to find different ways of doing that, man. I whisper it I've, I've sort of run out. This is like episode 40 or 50 something, man. I don't know how mm. many different ways we can do intro some, intro music. We should do it um, as if we're really fed up with having to do it. Like intro In, music. Yeah, it's, it's the bloody intro music again. <sighs> yeah. Like like teenagers. Just, just do it like teenagers. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh, it's so fair. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just not right, okay? It's just the intro music now, okay? Now I'm going to go to my room and you just don't talk to me, okay? Just get out. Get out yeah. of my room. You just don't understand me. Yeah, you don't understand what I'm going through. <laughs> well, we'll anyway, be. intro music. Yeah, that's basically what <laughs> we were trying to say. <laughs> Where we talk about stuff. We, I, I love how every episode we say intro music about 20 times before we actually put in yeah. the intro music because the first I put it in after we said the first intro music and then I let it carry on and I was like oh we've said intro music another three times <laughs> I'll just put it at the end of it then I guess <laughs> well at the end of the episode <laughs> at the end of the intro music every, at the end of our run of saying intro music yeah anyway we should, this is not an episode about our intro music even though our intro music is fabulous yeah it's it's pretty... about golden showers apparently <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the golden suicides. I wish <laughs> the golden suicides, mm. which um, yeah, me and Matt talked about briefly beforehand. I mean, we didn't even realise it was called the golden suicides until we started looking it up. Yeah, and it's not just in that Vanity Fair article. I was reading other articles as well. Uh, yeah, they call I've, it the Van. Yeah, I've read it. And apparently, there's going to be a movie from Brett Ellison called The Golden Suicides, based on this couple. But maybe mm. we should go into what the golden suicides are, who they are. Yeah. What led them to the suicides? Because, yeah, mm. suicides is the only thing you'll probably understand from the golden suicide. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Nice cheerful. So, yeah, nice so, cheerful episode. So, suicide then. What have we so, got suicide. To say about that? <laughs> um, so, what about that then? Yeah, should we talk about how they died first? I think. No, I think we should just give them background on who they are first and then we can. Oh, go yeah, into that, that's a good idea. Death. We should probably tell them who these fucking people are rather than going, oh, they committed suicide. Was there a conspiracy around it? So. Well, that's essentially what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, basically. But we need to give them some sort of background, so even if it's brief. Okay. We had to, We even did it with bloody Elvis, and people know who Elvis are. People don't know who yeah. these people are. So, um, yeah, we're talking about Theresa Duncan and Jeremy Blake, who um, were married to each other. They were very, very... No, they weren't close. married. Weren't they? Oh, no, they... No, yeah, they've just they were... been together for about... They got together 2000... And, not 2000, 1995... Up until 2007, so 12 years, they were together. But they were almost, like, spiritually married. Everyone said they yeah. were very, very close. 
Yeah, and apparently, like, from the moment they got together, they never spent a night apart, which um, is a bit much for me, man. Yeah. I would not be able to do that. I, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get fed up. I really would. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure I believe that. That kind of sounds just like something you say after someone's died like that. Mm, maybe. a couple like that. Um, I thought it was Teresa that had said it before they died, but okay. Yeah, that, that's what kind of people say, though, after they die. Ah, okay, kind of, maybe. That kind of thing. So, yeah, Teresa Doug, well, she was, um, she, she wasn't so much like an artist. Jeremy Blake was the artist. Teresa Duncan, according to Wikipedia, mm. she is a filmmaker, blogger, critic, and video game designer. Yeah. So the video games, apparently she was quite successful in it in the 90s. They were like click-and-play ones. I don't know what that means. But apparently there was quite a successful one called Chop Suey, Suey yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And they were targeted at females. Mm-hmm. Uh, blogger, she did run her own blog, and that was active in after her death because she must have pre-written some things and scheduled them to go out. Yeah. And critics, she had written for various different published works. And a filmmaker, she had one successful film called The History of Glamour, critically successful anyway, and that yeah. was um, screened at the 2000 Whitney Biennial. Yeah. And um, this will lead on to another part of the story at some point. Yeah, and she was hoping to make another film. Yes, that's the other yeah, part of the story, story at some point. So, yeah, we'll, but we'll get to that. But she sounds really interesting, actually. Cause she does. Her she interests about... sound interesting as well. Yeah. I read that on Are you talking about her blogger profile? Yeah, where it was like she was interested in film philogically. I don't even know how you say that. It sounds interesting, though, whatever it is. And old perfumes. And Vietnam, Vietnam War memorabilia, book collecting. I love how she has her favourite war. Yeah, philately. <laughs> Card and coin trick. I thought that said cow trick. And uh, Napoleon, as well as the history of electricity. That's quite an eclectic range. Yeah, she of might interest. just be making a joke because you should see my blogger profile, man. Mm. When it asks my interests, I just made joke after joke after joke. Pretty sure long walks on the beach is there. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't really care about beaches. That is quite ironic, considering there's hardly any beaches near London. <laughs> Especially if I grew up in London. Yeah. Like. You like walking along the Thames, basically. That's I do like... I, do, I was doing... I, the other day, actually, I walked from London Bridge to Vauxhall along the Thames. Really? How yeah, far was, was with that? A, uh, I don't know. I can't remember how long or how far we walked. But it's yeah. a fair distance. But yeah. that was just because we were walking and then we decided not to stop. Mm. I should say now that the, these two do sound a bit hip, hipsterish, don't they? Oh, a bit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, more than fucking bit. Well, I, I, I don't necessarily mind that. Yeah. Well, you like your hipsters. Anyway, mm. so Jeremy, he didn't as, have as many strings to his bow as Teresa did. He was, according to Wikipedia again, a digital artist and painter. He, he was quite successful in his fields. I mean, yeah. he worked with the likes of Paul Thomas Anderson and Beck. Who again will factor later on in the story? Yeah, I won't reveal this time what that is about. Um, so yeah, he he designed the abstract hallucination scenes in Paul Thomas Anderson's film Punch Drunk Love. I think I said that right. Yeah, yeah, he did. So I, I think yeah, he was kind of I think he was critically acclaimed in kind of he was the whole. Kind of they were both pretty damn successful, like known in their respective industries. Yeah. They, and they had some, you know, famous friends, I guess. Yes. Again, we'll Many come on people. to that later. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. We try not to spoil too much. On the day, or was it night? Oh, shit, I should probably should have written down the day. I, or night I think or it was during the day that Duncan. Okay, well, whatever. On the 10th of July 2007, <laughs> Jeremy Blake came home to his New York apartment to find Teresa Duncan lifeless. Yeah. And her death was eventually ruled a suicide through the mixture of Tylenol, Tylenol, sorry, and alcohol, specifically champagne, which shows you how these people live if they're just drinking champagne around the house. Yeah. Like, isn't that usually for special occasions? Um, yeah, some people do, but, um, but she clearly didn't because I read that she was drinking Yeah, like, she was drinking it like day. every day. Yeah. But so. I think that was also part of her um, little paranoia thing that we'll go into in a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so the 10th of July, Teresa Duncan was found dead. On the 17th of July, a week later, uh, Jeremy Blake was spotted walking into the oceans. He'd left his clothes and wallet behind, and as well as a business card yeah. with a note that said, I'm going to join the lovely Teresa on the back. Yeah. And eventually his body was found by fishermen on the 22nd of July. Yeah, which I noticed Wikipedia didn't reveal that. Did it not? I, I didn't, didn't see it on there. I was trying to look on Wikipedia to say whether his body was found. Because it says it in the Vanity Fair article. But I couldn't see it on um, Wikipedia. It said it on a couple of things that I read. But I read, I read Wikipedia last, so I got all my notes down first yeah. and went to Wikipedia for, like, dates and things. Yeah, because when I first read Wikipedia, I just assumed his body had never been found. Well, so, but, listeners, if you're listening out there and yeah. you're about to do an essay, Wikipedia does not have all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't we did it. our extra research to find this information. Yeah, we're dedicated. Yeah, dedicated to our craft. Mm. I, d- I try and avoid Wikipedia anyway. Yeah. I let you read the Wikipedia and fill in all the blanks that I have. I try to avoid using Wikipedia now, since you started having a go at me. I didn't have a go at you. It's just I realised that you'd reading it word for word. (laughs) (laughs) And it's bad that I knew that off by heart. I knew that um, Lindbergh Jr. kidnapping Wikipedia page off by heart. I'd read it that often that I knew that you were reading it word for word. I thought Wikipedia said it very well, and I do not want to change it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, where the hell were we? Um, he just walked into the sea and his body was found. After his death, his mother did comment about it and it said, I don't don't know if she said to press or she said it to someone, obviously, that Johnny didn't, Johnny? Who's Johnny? Jeremy didn't die from love, but from pain and an ability to, an inability, sorry, to Mm. find a way out of it. Yeah. Which I, I think that's a quite a nice... I know her son's just died, but that's a quite ni- nice way of putting it. Yeah. I thought that was a really good quote, so I didn't care how I was going to put it in this episode, but I was going to put it in this episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got that in there, then. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, you know what? Suicides are always more interesting to me than murder, because you can always sort of... Like, people have a motive for murder, whether they're a serial killer and their victim fits their MO, or whether it's, like, a rage killing... Whereas this, if, with a suicide, unless someone's, like, written a lengthy letter before they die, mm. uh, then we don't actually quite know why they've done it. Yeah. And uh, also, one second, I forgot that Teresa did leave a note as well saying, I love you all. But again, that doesn't tell me anything. No. So their notes were just goodbyes. There's no reasoning why. So uh, there's always questions with suicides. Well, I, I think with the Blake one, you can reasonably assume he's quite upset about losing Teresa. So I guess I think you could put that on there 
as one yeah, of his probably. reasons. I just find it strange that if something's ruled a suicide, that that case is closed. Yeah, but, well, I've, I think that's just determining what happened rather than yeah. how. Like, that yeah. doesn't, that's not interesting to the coroner. Or yeah, I guess it. not. So, anyway, mm. we should probably... Should we get Talk on? about why we're doing an episode on suicides. Yeah. So, right, yeah, we're, so not, we're not doing this episode just to talk about suicide. There's Because we've just done that, so, like, it'll be a really short episode. Yeah, yeah, so, and we'd be saying bye right now. Yeah, but it'll be really nice to edit. <laughs> yeah. Ten yeah. minutes, people, <laughs> bye. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah, well, one of the reasons why this is interesting to us is because there's a connection to the Church of Scientology in this whole story. Yeah, and if you hadn't noticed from the cults episode, we have an opinion on the Church of Scientology. We love it, don't we, Tarman? I'm I'm a member, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, because I was actually thinking, because the the Church of Scientology is present in this country, so if anyone's listening to this... They, they, they better not give out our addresses because they could find us. Yeah, like, that's what I've actually sort of worried about because, I mean, it's not like we're getting thousands and thousands of downloads per episode, but people are downloading it. Yeah. So I'm just wondering because, like, sometimes we don't think before we speak. Yeah. And I don't think before I edit, so I don't edit out. Yeah. And I'm just like, we must defend some people. And I actually edit out most of the most offensive shit yeah. and leave the rest in. So could you imagine how bad it gets? Yeah. Like that Jimmy Savile episode is just, it's going to, yeah, it's on my CV. <laughs> what, Jimmy Savile? No. <laughs> no, this, wow. is, this, this <laughs> podcast is on my CV. So Jimmy Savile was on my CV. <laughs> so we have to do more and more episodes just till we bury the Jimmy Savile yeah. one. We need redemption for that, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but they could just listen to you know, Scientologists could just happen no, to listen to But the thing is, I th- I've heard that Scientologists, they do scour the internet for people that are yeah. commenting on them. So, basically, we have... Like, I'm sure in our cults episode, in the tags, we have Scientology. In yeah. this tag, we're definitely going to have Scientology. So, they could easily find it, but yeah. how are they going to harass us other than email? Yeah. And to be honest, we're not a massive podcast that we... Like I said, we don't get thousands and thousands of downloads an episode. I mean, are they actually going to bother? I mean, it's not like we're popular enough. If we, yeah. if we were, it's, yeah, it's if, not as if we're going to have an influence on people. Exactly. Believing stuff. Yeah. I mean, some people. Yeah, there must be a fair few people that listen to us because we do get people downloading, but it's nowhere near the heights that yeah. would get us in the eye, eye, yeah, eye of Scientologists. Yeah. So I think we're safe, to be honest. I, I don't think Sumi is going to be spreading our message much no. about Scientology. So no. Hi, Sumia. But, yeah, I think we're safe from Scientologists because they won't care enough about us, so we're good. But I'm still not going to say anything bad about them from now on. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, so you still (laughs) here. Yeah, I'm still here. So, anyway, we should probably get back to the topic at hand. Yeah. So, Teresa and Jeremy... They committed suicide, oh, and we are going I to discuss what, what. Yeah, we're going to discuss. <laughs> yeah, but then we went off topic for a while, so I'm just bringing it back, doing like a recap. Yeah. So now we're going to discuss why they could have done so. So, like I mentioned before, Teresa, she had a job as this film. Well, she was a filmmaker, and the history of glamour was critically successful. And due to that, she ended up getting a two-picture deal from Fox Searchlight. Because of that, Jeremy and Teresa moved from New York to Los Angeles, 
which I always feel like is an... I always thought that was an odd thing because they're both artists and New York is for artists. Yeah. And Los Angeles seems like it's for fakes. So how the hell would they adapt to that? And clearly they didn't. Not very well, so... Not very well. So, um... Teresa's follow-up to um, The History of Glamour was supposed to be titled Alice Underground, and she had claimed in an interview to somebody that Beck, who um, had worked with Jeremy Blake earlier on in his career... Yeah. In 2002, that's it, 2002, it was on the Beck album cover, who had worked with um, Jeremy before was going to be starring in the film as his film debut. Yeah. Eventually he came out and denied that, and he denied actually being close friends with them and saying that they he had worked with Jeremy and they were acquaintances, but there was nothing there, which is fair enough because I've worked for people and we're just work colleagues. I mean, we don't go out mm. after work constantly hanging out, but this which is, makes sense to me. But this is interesting, though, because there's evidence that that, that was not so. And uh, that comes from, uh, I think, photos that were taken with... Apparently there were photos on the internet. They've yeah, since... I don't take stock in that because if something's on the internet, it's never gone. Mm. So if there was photos on the internet, it should still be somewhere there. Yeah, but one was put on Tumblr of... Um, in 2013, Beck. apparently. Yeah, apparently. Beck, yeah, at the beach or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, um, uh, Beck, apparently, yeah, he denied um, that he was going to be in this film or he'd ever agreed to be in it. But um, I was reading, I think, uh, one article that said he gave an interview to an Italian newspaper saying he was going to be in a film that sounds, uh, you know, very similar to to this film that yeah. Teresa was thinking of making. He also he refers it like... to, a, to a female director, so... Yeah, and he described it as, like, Alice in Wonderland in the 70s. Yeah. So we've read the same articles again. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, I know... People are wondering why the hell are we talking about Beck, but if you didn't realise, Beck is a um, Scientologist who is married to a Scientologist who is twin, whose twin is a Scientologist. God, they just hang out with each other, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Beck's a Scientologist because if he didn't seem weird enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a, a, a lunatic. I mean, a Scientologist. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to insult Scientology. Did I, what? I I said Scientologist. Oh, okay. All right, then. I don't think the edit that's going to go up said that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, because he's he's a Scientologist, and um, this is where it all comes from, isn't it, I think? Pretty much. So what happened is Alice Underground, it sort of hit development hell. Yeah. And eventually it was sold off to Paramount Pictures. Yeah. And if people didn't realise, Tom jumping on a sofa cruise, his office, his production office is based in Paramount Studios. Yeah. And again, if people didn't know this, Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. I oh, know, shock horror. Yeah. Um, but, I love okay. Tom Cruise. He's a brilliant <laughs> actor. Wonderful actor. So, so, um, so when Alice Underground went to Paramount, it basically stopped. I mean, the development stopped. There was nothing going on with it. It's basically been cancelled, essentially. Yeah. Which um, which happens more often than not, really. Yeah. Because out of all the films that are in production or in pre-production or the screenplays that have been bought, how many of them actually make it to screen? Not many. Yeah. There's only a select few. But I, I think this hit uh, Theresa Duncan quite hard, didn't it? Just a bit. 
Because um, I was reading that Vanity Fair article, and it also implied that she was a little bit fame-hungry. Like, she, she wanted to be known, I think. That's what well, it was implied. All I'm not different sure occupations. Yeah. I think any kind of artist that I wants to be kind of known. Um, well, pretty much most of them do. I guess. I don't necessarily mean the fame-hungry as in kind of like reality television I kind th- of stuff. No, I, f- I feel like um, most artists, they want to be appreciated. doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they need to be known. But then some artists do want to be famous. But then if the people that are doing art to become famous, I don't really see them as artists, to yeah. be honest. As an artist, you want to have an impact, though. So. As an artist, you want to produce something that changes people's perceptions of something or changes people's thoughts or feelings. Yeah. That's what I feel. If you're intending to be an artist to be famous, then yeah, your, your art is shallow. Yeah. And vapid. I, and I don't really... Yeah. yeah. I don't think you could say that with Teresa Duncan, though. Mm. We'll see. If, if Alice Underground ever made it to production and we saw it, maybe we would have found that out. Yeah. I think if it, it was just kind all superficial. But... Some people said that it was a bit boring. Maybe. Well, it never made it yeah. to production, and loads of shit movies make it to production, so... It's sad. Yeah. That, yeah. But we should probably move on now. Yeah, let's press on. Um, with Beck, Duncan claimed that Beck wanted to leave the Church of Scientology. Now, Beck obviously denies this. One of the rumours I've heard was that the Scientologists believed Duncan and Blake were having a kind of negative impact... Yeah, they were, like, becoming oppressive... What was the term? Oppressive people or something? Yeah. Or suppressive, one of them. Yeah. Um, So they they were worried about the influence they had on Beck. But but obviously, they should point out the Scientologists... Like, uh, people like uh, Tom... Is it Tom Cruise's Paramount Office or whatever it is you were talking about? They they deny that they ever even knew who um, Jeremy Blake and Theresa Duncan were, so... But they would do. Yeah, but then again, Paramount is a massive studio, right? And Tom Cruise has an office there. He doesn't own Paramount. Yeah. He doesn't run it day to day. How many projects go through there day to day? Yeah. So I don't actually feel... I know, like, I I don't don't like Scientology. I'm going to openly say that. But I don't openly feel that just because that project ended up at Paramount means Scientology had something to do with it going dead. Yeah. Because I, I'm fairly open-minded. I mean, I know the industry is a fickle place and it eats people up and spits it out, it, no matter what religion or cult is part of it. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think it necessarily means that, you know, the Scientologists tank the project. But, uh, or maybe the, maybe the producers just thought, oh, this Teresa Blake woman's a bit mental, so I don't want to work with her. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it does kind of sound like Teresa Duncan was looking for reasons why her film wasn't getting made. And she kind of zoned in on the Scientologist by the looks of it. Yeah. I think it's it, Blake in particular, I think, blamed Tom Cruise. Well, yeah, because he was... Tom Cruise is the picture boy of Scientology. Yeah, so you would do. Um, but I think he apparently also accused... <laughs> I love this bit. Yeah, he also accused people like Miranda July, Paul Thomas Anderson, who he worked with before, and who mm. interested, made a film about Scientology, I think. Yeah, he did. The master, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah. And, well, again, he accused Beck as well of, well, mo- misconduct, which I, I'm not entirely sure what that means. Yeah. And Tom Cruise and Beck are the only two. Well, I think there was more people that were accused as well. Yeah. And Tom Cruise and Beck were the only two that were actually Scientologists. Yeah. I, I know Paul Thomas Anderson's friends with Tom Cruise. You could be friends with someone and not be inducted into the yeah. cult. Yeah. 
but I think that might be where that came from. I mean, people, yeah, because people like there's conspiracy. Well, there's theories that a load of celebrities are Scientologists. Doubt any of them are actually true. I guess I think the Will. I I think the Will Smith and one, what his wife one is true though. I think they're probably Scientologists. Their kids are weird enough. So basically, you say if they got weird kids, they've got to be Scientologists. Or no, because. um, I think Scientology stops you from raising your children correctly, and they don't seem to be raising their children at all. Yeah. I mean, they go off and let their... How old are they now? I don't know. They're, like, early teens, right? Yeah, I think. So for years, these kids have been doing whatever the hell they like. Yeah. Like, with no filter, and their parents are okay with it and encourage it. Isn't that a lot of celebrity children, though? Uh, Not always. I don't know. Well, most celebrity children, you don't actually hear much from until they're yeah, a bit older and they want their own fame. Whereas yeah. these kids, they're just children. Ground them. Tell them they yeah. can get an after-school job at Starbucks, but they have to go to school. <laughs> and and the Smiths, they donated, like, a lot of money to Scientology. That's another reason why. Ah, uh, that, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Probably should have led with that, then. They've got weird yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. I but I like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so... So, so the actors who are Scientologists, they tend to make shit films, don't they? Because so. they just work with each other, I think. Yeah. Well, Giovanni Ribisi, who is Beck's brother-in-law, mm. who I was talking about, his twins with his Beck's wife. Yeah. He was in... He's, like, been small parts of decent things. Like, I liked Ted. Yeah. And I liked Friends. <laughs> you liked Friends? The TV I, series? Yeah, he, was, he played Phoebe's brother. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So he's been small parts of decent things. Yeah, well, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what was I trying? But yeah, um, this but this whole they they did seem very paranoid about Scientology because um, I was reading the Vanity Fair article mm-hmm. and it seemed like they started going after some of their neighbours who were also friends. I wouldn't not sure about yeah, how they close. were in the industry. Yeah, um, and they they made their friends sign like loyalty packs or something like that. And then if they or didn't, like, they'd, like, hurl abuse at them and yeah. send threatening emails. Yeah. There's one particular couple, and it's quite an interesting encounter these days. Yeah. Um, um, yeah it's Catherine O'Brien and Brad Schley you're talking about, right? Yeah, and there's a bit of an age gap, which you might not think sounds important right now, but it kind of does. And Blake had gone away for something, and uh, it's just quite uncharacteristic. So he left Duncan alone, mm-hmm. and uh, she went. She went to the bungalow. This couple, and then um, the first instance was to say, Teresa said, Jeremy and I have started a club where we found a bunch of old men and we're letting them fuck us in the ass, and we wanted to know if you, you wanted to be part of it. And now this is it, Catherine. She thought um, Teresa was joking because her husband was. Uh, there's a bit of an age gap. I think, wasn't there? He, yeah, well, Catherine was 25 and Brad was 41. So, at first so it's 16 years. So at first you thought she was joking, but then it seemed this uh, Teresa was actually quite serious. So they, she was a bit, she was left a bit unsure about that. And then um, Teresa returned to the bungalow like a few times and then just kept asking if she was a Scientologist. And this person... Catherine Bryan says she's got no connection with Scientology. I think there's no reason not to believe her, is there? No. And she's not. She's not amazingly well known, is she? This 
Well, I've never heard of her until no. this article. No. So I so. don't know if she's an actress, but I know that Brad Schley, he's like a producer or a director or something. So, yeah, to be honest, she's probably a wannabe actress. So, yeah, and that's basically... Uh, they, they also said that um, Theresa had been acting very strangely and that her, like she had weird jerking movements in her face and her hands and there's lots of twitching. And she was constantly going on about Scientology. Well, I like the bit where um, she heard her cackling and hooting from the alley. Yeah. Which kind of makes me laugh a bit. And apparently it was like that with a lot of the friends as well. And a lot of friendships ended because of it. They filtered through their friendships. They were disposing of their friends themselves. Yeah. And the remaining ones, they had to sign an oath. Yeah. Which is, um, which is fucking weird, man. If you made me sign an oath, I'd probably slap you over the head with it. Yeah. I, I like, all the shit we've been through, all the stupid stuff we've said together to each other when we're together, yeah. and you make me sign this oath, I think there's enough trust that we will not spill each other's beans. Yeah, oaths always sound a bit like, kind of, what are you going to do if it's going to be broken? Yeah, it like me? a blood oath. Yeah. It's always a bit strange. Yeah, I also mm. missed the bit where um, Duncan, uh, Theresa Duncan, was shrieking, and she was calling this Catherine a cult whore and a cult hooker. Yeah. That, that that sounds actually very frightening. Yeah. Actually, so understandably, so, so understandably, Catherine and Brad, they complained to um, Duncan and Blake's landlord, saying that they'd get police involved if they lived there. Which yeah. I'd do as well, to be honest. If yeah. someone was coming up to my house asking me to join in like a rape, an anal orgy or yeah. something like that, and then calling me a Scientologist whore, accusing me of being a Scientologist... Which yeah. is a great insult to me because yeah. I'm not that gullible. gullible. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd, I'd probably do the same thing to be honest. I'd, I'd also to be honest, try I don't ahead. think I would have been able to hold my cool as much as Catherine and Brad did because they let this go on for months. Yeah, but like, after like the first or second time, I would have been like, "Fuck this shit!" Also, would, I'm would egging you, this bitch's house. Would you not try and get a help play? If you're a friend, well, no. Yeah. Well, no. If well, actually, if, if she was my friend, someone started doing that. And that's I'd... true. If she was my friend, it would be different. If it was a neighbour, fuck that bitch. Yeah. If uh, it was my friend, yeah, I'd probably try and help. Um, but we don't know how close they were. Yeah. I think they hung out with each other, it but it doesn't mean they're friends. Yeah. could be one of those, like, fake things. If yeah. it is Los Angeles, I mean, you can imagine that. She's clearly disturbed. Clearly. If you're a friend, you'd try and do something about it. Yeah, if I, I was a friend, if it was a neighbour, go fuck yeah. herself. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. But yeah, and that led to them being evicted. I'm not sure if you said that. Yeah, That's what I was saying. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure how much that um, hit them. I'm not sure. Well, they moved back to New York afterwards, which their friends thought would be a good thing for them. Things like they, they went down here mentally and emotionally when they moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. Which is what happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, we're insulting L.A. so much. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, so they moved back to New York, but then they still, their problems still continued, and they still blamed Scientology. Like, there was, um, Teresa, she'd written an article about perfume for yeah. a website or a magazine or something, and the editor had noticed that the first sentence was completely the same, completely the same as another post from another blogger. Yeah. That was done months ago, and, um, Teresa... Did, said that she didn't plagiarise. What happened was that Scientologist had written that and backdated it yeah. to discredit her and defame her, which, again, is very far-fetched. Well, maybe far-fetched. 
it's far-fetched to the people that were involved, clearly, because they distanced themselves with her. Yeah. And um, all these friends distancing themselves, they made them run straight into the arms of a man named Frank Morales, who wrote, whose wife, ex-wife, wrote the um, Vanity Fair article. Yeah, yeah. So she, she had insight to the craziness of her husband and his friends. Yeah, and he... So he was... Yeah, okay, you can carry on then. Um, well, he's, he's a big kind of, like, um, he, he he's a truther, isn't he? I think that's what they call him. Yeah. And so it's kind of particularly about also known 9/11. as a crazy conspiracy theorist. Yeah, loony people. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Yeah, um, that's the pr- pr- yeah. correct pronunciation. He was also like a leftist leftist activist as well, and stuff like that. So mm. that's where a lot of the nine eleven theories tend to come from as well. Because he was actually a priest, wasn't he? Or something. Well, yeah. Um, he, I don't know if he was a real priest or if he would dubbed himself like some yeah. holy man. Because I couldn't remember. He taught like. Is, are priests allowed to get married? Proper ones aren't. Catholic ones and no aren't. Allowed so to then get he can't have been a real one because he was married yeah. to the other woman, the woman that wrote the article. It does sound a bit like an alternative kind of church to me. Uh, yeah, so I don't think he was a real priest. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think he might have dubbed himself as a priest. But I think he had a place where he used to like meet people. His kind of followers or disciples. Yeah. And so he, it was basically a cult, yeah. to be honest. And I think they lived upstairs. Yeah, they lived upstairs from him, where he used to meet or something like that, I think. Mm. And they, they, they grew very close. Like, they were quite... I think they were quite good friends with him. And he, had a, he certainly had an impact on them, and particularly Blake, who um, had started to get into the whole truth stuff. And because mm. um, this person in America that does some kind of podcast or some kind of show as alec jones he does some kind of conspiracy theory show not heard it no yeah but um interestingly i read on a on this is a forum so this this is entirely a rumor but there's a rumor that alex jones is um a scientologist or secretly is a scientologist because he, he if i was a scientologist it just i'd keep it a secret yeah don't want people knowing i'm that and that way inclined yeah, I mean, if I was a Scientologist, I'd probably walk into the ocean myself, actually. So you're saying Jeremy Blake? No, no, I'm not saying he's a Scientologist, <laughs> but I'd, I'd want to do something similar. Mm. I'd know, know my life's gone wrong when I became a Scientologist. Mm. So, yeah, because um, I'm not sure whether people believe he had a negative impact on them. I mean, he was meant I to help them. I think he probably encouraged like, yeah. their paranoia. Yeah, I can't imagine that helping them much. Yeah, I don't think he would have helped them at all. I think he probably made it worse. Um, I mean, for, for all we know, when they moved back to New York, everything would have been fine if they hadn't met this guy. Yeah. Also, from what I was reading, Blake, to friends, he didn't seem quite as paranoid as Teresa. So, no, like, I did, think it all started apologize. with Teresa. Yeah, he he all, he all like used to apologise for her and stuff like that. But then somewhere along the line, he started to get it too. And I think it's when he met this Frank Morales. And start getting mm. interested in the whole truth thing. He was, a, he was before he just before he died. He was about to release some kind of lawsuit, wasn't he? Was Again, it? Yeah. Oh, was the twenty-seven page yeah, lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was against, but it was alleging Scientology misconduct or something, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so he'd been about to release that. So he clearly got the bug as well. So I think that's. I think we've covered. Yeah, I think we covered. Almost everything. It's now, is it true or not? I guess. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think Scientologists are above harassing people because we know they've harassed people. Yeah. And we know they've pushed them to suicide, no matter how much they deny it. They yeah. clearly have. 
And we know that allegedly they have offed... Allegedly, they may have offed people. Yeah. But... But... Mm. In the, this case here, I don't really believe that it was a Scientologist at fault. Yeah. In my opinion, I think that Teresa, she just couldn't handle the fact that she wasn't up to this lifestyle. And she decided to blame someone, and she blamed the Scientologists. Yeah. And it just is like a delusion that grew over time. She convinced herself so much. Yeah. And she got paranoid by it, and then Jeremy... They were in, like, a ridiculously codependent relationship, for crying out loud. Yeah. And Jeremy adopted this, and like you said before, at the beginning, it was more Teresa than, than him. So, yeah, I think it was more that. Yeah. And then at one day, she just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. Could have been an accidental overdose, you never know, because she seemed like she was a bit of a lush by the end. Yeah. I mean, she seemed like she was drinking a lot, so it could have been accidental, her one. But um, I personally, I mean, I think Scientology is horrible and they do a lot of horrible things. I never thought I'd say this, but I don't think that this was them. Yeah, I have to agree. I'm, I'm slightly sceptical. Um, I did read one forum that said they, um, the scientists may have, like, started out doing something to them and that they just completely kind of overreacted. But I'm, I'm not sure I even believe that. Mm. Aren't artists, like, emotional people? Like, it can be, yeah. And also, so, uh, I was thinking about Los Angeles as well. I, there's a bit of drug use there, isn't there, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, when I was reading up about it. I was like, how yeah. much, how often did they use the drugs? Because it's not just Los Angeles, it's just artsy-type people. I'm not saying all yeah. people that work in the arts do drugs. Yeah. But it gets offered around, and you say yes sometimes. Yeah. So how was there regular drug use in their life yeah because shit like lsd if you use it for long periods of time even if you're not addicted or you're not doing it anymore it can have some long, long-term effects right yeah well that's what i was thinking because the whole paranoia that that can come with drugs i mean if you, it's, if you yeah. smoke the wrong type of marijuana that can happen to you can't yeah it? yeah so, it does it does yeah so, so i i just think it's partly their lifestyle um, and yeah. also, I just think Theresa Duncan was looking for a reason for why a film didn't get made. Yeah, that's I mean, what I think as well. Yeah. I never thought I'd be defending Scientologists. Yeah, but I wouldn't rule out there's possibly some chance. No, no, I think something. that they are completely capable of doing this. Yeah. And I think that they have done so in the past. I mean, you've heard about it. Like, people that break away from the Church of Scientology, they write about it and they talk about it. They try yeah. to anyway. And then they get harassed by Scientologists and their lawyers and stuff. Yeah. But, to yeah. Be, to, be, I, to be fair to Theresa Duncan and um, Blake, you know, with Beck, he seems to be a bit... He seems to have tried to revise history there. Whether the Scientologists... I'm not sure... I'm just not sure the Scientologists have been that concerned about these two. I'm I don't think it would, but I think them. Beck probably... It makes sense if he did know them that he tried to distance himself from that. Yeah. Because, come on, look how crazy they got. Yeah. And how they were blaming him, they were blaming Scientology. Obviously, he'd want to distance himself from that. And what if they were close at some point? They had a falling out. So why would he want to lump himself in with that? Because if he did, it would be giving what they're saying some sort of credence. But, so, but you know... So I'd understand Beck trying to revise history. Yeah. But it does make you think, right? No, I think Scientology is into some shady shit. I just don't yeah. think this is one of them. Yeah. Wow, I, I think okay, it's a sad we story. We, I can't, 
Yeah, it's a sad story. I can't believe we completely yeah. agreed on everything. So we actually have nothing to discuss. Not really. Um, yeah, <laughs> Should have thought this through, I'm really. I'm trying to make a case for why it could happen, but... I think it could... It's plausible. It is possible because they've done it before. Mm. I just think in this case, I mean, especially if one of the downward spirals is her movie not getting made. I yeah. mean, that doesn't have any... That might not have anything to do with Scientology. The chance are doesn't have anything to do with Scientology. Yeah. Because it happens every bloody day. I mean, you see established filmmakers that can't get a film in uh, made. I mean, it's uh, it's difficult. I mean, even if the script's good, if the director's good, the producer's good, sometimes it just doesn't come together. Yeah. And that's just what happens in that business. It doesn't mean that there's someone out to get you. Yeah. It might not be anything personal. It just means it's not time. I don't know. That, and she's seen fucking batshit crazy, okay? The stuff that she did to her neighbours. She's making her existing friends sign oaths. Yeah. I mean, that just seems insane. by then she'd gone a bit mentally. I think she's clearly gone awry. She clearly needed help by that stage. Yeah, I think at the very least, if Scientologists were involved, it would have been at the beginning saying, okay, maybe you don't make this film. Well, we don't actually know what the film is about. Yeah, I can't... That's the one boy I can't... It's about a rock star. It's, I mean, it yeah. can't be... And if Beck was attached... Well, if Beck was attached a big, at the beginning, I'm when not, he was still immersed in Scientology... Yeah. I can't remember if I read somewhere it's about a, a rock star trying to leave some cult or something. Yeah. If, if, that's, if that's what it's about, yeah. then maybe. I could understand why the Scientologists wouldn't want that film to be made. Well, I don't... Well, if the cult wasn't called Scientology, there's no problem with it as long as Beck's yeah. not in it. So all they have to do is get an actor. Actually, if Beck actually, was if, in if, it, if, if Beck was still attached to Scientology and he was in the film, then I think that's safer for Scientologists because people will be thinking, why the hell would a Scientologist let their Scientologist be in a movie about Scientology that doesn't show them in good light? Yeah. Clearly, it's about something else. Yeah. If that makes any sense to you whatsoever. Yeah. If Theresa Duncan's claim that Beck wanted to leave Scientology was true and he mm. was going to be in this film about you know, rock star leaving cult or something. The thing is, he's a celebrity. It's so much easier for celebrities to leave yeah. Scientology than it is for regular people. I mean, because mm. the horror series you hear about are from regular people. Yeah. The celebrities tend to stay there, and whenever they do leave, there's, like, no ramifications. Like, when Leah Romini left, she left, and she's a celebrity. They can't hassle her because she has the media on her side. Yeah, but I think it's they're still It's only the little people that believe. I mean, yeah, but they can only take it so far. It's the little yeah. people that they bully. Because it was, it wasn't their so wife. So if Beck wanted to leave, I think, pardon? Not, not the founder. There was a wife of someone who's very high up, wasn't there? Yeah, David Miscavash, the, yeah. the head of Scientology. Yeah, she apparently was missing. We should really do an episode on her. Yeah, <laughs> she was missing. She hadn't been seen since Tom Cruise and um, Katie Holmes's wedding. Yeah, and um, Leah Romini, she filed a police report. Saying that this person is missing, no one's seen her in like seven. When? Well, when did I don't know? It was a f- number of years. Yeah. And um, apparently, the police went to the house and they said they saw her. Yeah. And they left. How do we know the police aren't? <laughs> How do we know that was she- Michelle Miscavige? Miscavige. We don't yeah. know. But I do think Scientology is immersed in crazy shit. I just don't think this is it. Yeah. I just think. Uh, yeah, like I was... Actually, before you interrupt me, I was saying before, the very least I think they'd do is they'd ask her to revise the script or something. But, and I think she probably would go along with it if she wanted to assess that bird and wants to make a movie that bad. Yeah, yeah. So she'd go along with it. But 
We know they can be intimidating, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, they definitely are. But I think I don't think they did this, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think they would care. It's like us on this podcast. We insult them all the time. I don't think they're going to care about us. They're not going to bother dealing with us because we don't have a following. Whereas these people, they were known in their little... Yeah. Their, their communities, but outside that, in the mainstream world, for, with audiences yeah. and stuff, how how popular were they? Not really. I mean, they became more popular post-mortem than they did during yeah. life. And more kind of... The people they worked for were more well-known, to be fair. Yeah. So, like, also, uh, what I was going to say is, most of the people they accused of being Scientologists weren't even Scientologists. Yeah, I know. So, well, know. not publicly anyway, because like public. we mentioned before, people could secretly be Scientologists. Also, Paul Thomas Anderson managed to make a film about Scientology. Yeah, I know, I know he's, he's, if he's friends with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I know he's got a bit of, bit more He's kind got of, more clout. Yeah, but, you know, still, he didn't, he didn't get killed for that, so, or bumped yeah, off. Yeah, he's got more clout. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but he's not, like, I, can't I don't imagine know, Steven Spielberg or something. Yeah. I can't imagine him being Scientologist, but I don't think he is. I don't no. think I can't imagine him being Scientologist either. Yeah, I can't. The other part, Miranda Delight, she didn't seem to me to be a Scientologist either. Mm. I don't know much about her, but she didn't come across someone who did be like that. No, can't. We actually agreed for once. We agreed the whole episode. This could be the most boring episode. Yeah. We didn't even come up with, like, an alternative theory, like... Maybe the aliens did it. Maybe Scientologists are right. Yeah. Okay, and to back them up, the aliens came out of the volcanoes that they're living in. Yeah. Right? And and they bullied Teresa and Jeremy and until until they killed themselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. It was the aliens. The aliens did it. Well, perhaps the alien or the whatever that's inhabiting Tom Cruise's body did it. I, I think of some film... Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise wouldn't do it himself. I mean, he'd pay someone else to do it. Mm. He's not going to get his hands dirty. No, but he, he don't know Tom Cruise. I mean, such a brilliant actor. I mean, he could just transform. What annoys me most about Tom Cruise what? is like he acts like he's the nicest person in the world. Yeah, that really rubs me up the wrong I way. I hear all these actors and actresses say, "Oh, he's really nice to work with." And, and then they just seem like it's because I feel like it's in their contract that they have to say that. Yeah. But that, that's one of the major things that irks me about Tom Cruise. Like, he yeah. wouldn't bother me as much as if if he seemed like a normal person. Like, to be honest, I don't really care about a religions or people that are religious. I mean, Scientology, I see it as a cult. Some people see it as religion. But I see most religions as a cult. Yeah. I d- religions don't bother me as long as they, the people that practice them don't bother me about it. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, Tom Cruise are just... Yeah. There's always that one numpty that takes it too far. If he seemed more normal, I probably wouldn't care. Yeah. He doesn't. He's overly nice and friendly, and it's quite annoying. I think it's the world that it takes place in as well. The whole Los Angeles kind of world. Yeah, it's the fakery. Yeah, it's all fake. We've insulted LA so much this episode. My family live there. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You better get it, Matt. I've I've spent time there. Well, I hope you go again. (laughs) I haven't been back since, to be honest. Yeah. And Would then you want well, to, I asked though? why, and I said, well, if I go to America again, I'm going to New York. Yeah. New York I don't so particularly want nicer. to go to California again. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't actually know if there's anything else that we could say, because we agreed, and this is yeah. so weird for us. We agreed for the past hour. Yeah. I, uh, you know, this is a bit more, this is not quite so related, but I, I think it's sad that two people are clearly, I think they were talented. 
Yeah, there were challenges. And consider some of the shit that comes out of Hollywood and stuff like that. It's a shame they didn't kind of get their success they wanted. But to be fair, if like they fell at the first hurdle and they deteriorated, then they're not cut out for this shit. Yeah. Because it takes a strong stomach and a strong person to work in Hollywood. Because I know we bitch and moan a lot about these actors and directors and stuff, but they're actually doing it. And Hollywood is a horrible place to work in. Yeah. So credit to them for surviving, but these people, clearly they wouldn't have survived long if if they did make their way in the industry. Yeah. I mean, if they couldn't handle the first hurdle that was chucked at them... Because this happens to so many people, they just move on to the next project because that's what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're talented, but they weren't cut out for Hollywood life. They're just stuck to New if York. They kept but... their sanity, maybe. Well, clearly they, yeah. yeah but well, if you get they lost to... their sanity because they couldn't handle it. Yeah, but if you get, yeah, but if you, if you, if they're taking drugs as well, which I, I we say, don't know, we, they are. But we don't know they were. You've got a, f- a lifestyle as well, though. Yeah, and you don't have to take help. drugs for crying out loud. Um, just because someone offers yeah. it doesn't mean you have to take it. I think you'd deal better with the kind of disappointment better if you weren't kind of taking drugs and alcohol. Yeah, again... Which, as I said, I'm not totally if... sure, but it's not impossible. I mean, we sure about the alcohol, because she was drinking on a daily basis. She was drinking, like, a bottle of champagne on a yeah. daily basis up until her death. Yeah. So we were, we are sure about that. It's just the drugs that we're not sure. Yeah. You know what scared me is that like she was killed from Tylenol. I take that all the time when because they are the best painkillers. Yeah. Like whenever people, I'm not actually going to say what I was going to say, but I take it all the time. <laughs> I'll tell you after we finish okay. recording. <laughs> right? Because it's so much better than Neurofon or Paracetamol. Mm. So I got scared. And I was like, shit, I could OD on this shit. No wonder my mum tries to keep it away from me. <laughs> Oh, God, we're not going to be doing a podcast about you, are we? When you've taken too much. No, I haven't taken too much of anything yet, apart from food. Yeah, but food's understandable. Food's really nice. Yeah, but until we can't move. Like, remember when we were at Wagamama's and we finished... I'd finished eating, right? And then I got up to go to the toilet and it took me about ten minutes to get up. (laughs) Really? I didn't notice that. Well, it took me a very long time, (laughs) not ten minutes. Yeah, but it's difficult to get off those benches, though. Yeah, that's I had true. A lot of as well as with there. a full stomach. Yeah. God, that, they, those benches are really annoying. I know. I, why can't they just have chairs? I have to literally crawl off. I know. I slide off. I have to make sure everyone gets off and <laughs> yeah. slide off. But then what's awkward is if I'm sitting in the middle and they're all sitting there and I'm trying to get in. Yeah. And I have to just, like, I don't know how, just, like, contort, I'd, become I'd a contortionist. to get kind of on that thing. Yeah, wagon mama, sort out your benches, all right? Yeah. Also, make sure. And why do why do we have to sit on a table with strangers? Give us proper tables. That's that's really annoying. It is, but it was funny when I first took you to wagon mama the first time. We were sitting next to the couple that were on their first date. Yeah, that That was was like the. Why would you take your first date to wagon mama? Yeah. And sit with a bunch of strangers at a table. Oh, I, I could just forever remember how bored she looked. And the nodding, yeah. she just nodded a few times. Yeah, do you I think they noticed that we were laughing at them no. when we were sitting right next to them? I hope not. That would have made it things so much more awkward for them. Yeah, she was just like staring at food half the time as well. Oh, yeah. I felt so fair. Could you imagine how many first dates we've ruined? Like, us as like, not just us two, I mean our group. Yeah. Like, we go out and eat at restaurants like all the time. And we're noisy and terrible and, I mean, yeah, we're fun and stuff in our own group and waiters don't seem to spit on our yeah. food. 
So that's all good. But could you imagine how annoying we are for everyone else in the restaurant? I know. And how many first dates we must have ruined. Yeah. Also, mm. we, don't, we don't keep, like... I remember we went to some cafe in Kingston. I think Freddie was saying that the guy next to us looked like a paedophile because he was on his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, we're very loud as well, yeah. we, and we can't filter ourselves. <laughs> so they probably hear everything we say about yeah. them. Oh, that's... Because we didn't talk about the dating guy too loudly, did we? We were sitting right next to yeah, him, even went. if we didn't talk about him loudly. And yes, we did, because it was loud there. So we had to sort of shout to hear each other. Yeah. I don't think he And he was sitting us. right next to us. Yeah. I can't, I can't even remember what he was talking about now, but it's so boring. It was the most boring shit. It's about okay? himself a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. And you, on your first date, don't just talk constantly about yourself. You have to ask about the other person. Yeah. The woman barely spoke that whole time we were there. Yeah. I don't know if that's because she didn't have a chance to. I can't believe their first to. date. No, no, their first date was at lunchtime in a Wagawamas at South Bank. Yeah. <laughs> the worst place. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't go down as one of the most successful. If, if, if they're listening right now, hi. Hi, yeah. I mean, if you if somehow you made it and you're, like, engaged or married or knocked up, mm. congratulations. We don't know how yeah. you did it, but you did. I mean, without being harsh, I thought she, she was too good for him. <laughs> so did I. She was, she was a lot prettier than him he as well. He was quite balding or something, wasn't he? he? He was boring and not very good looking. So, um, yeah. where's the appeal? Yeah. And seemed to be self-obsessed because he just talks about himself. Yeah. Where was the appeal? Yeah. And maybe it was a blind date. Yeah, you'd have to be he very was blind hoping she to was come blind. <laughs> Yeah, he was hoping she was blind. Yeah. Anyway, like, I mean, why are we talking about this? I don't know. Maybe those two are together now and they've kind of gone a bit weird. Maybe they'll be the next Teresa Duncan and the Jeremy Blake. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I don't think there's much more we could say on this topic because me and Matt agreed the whole way through and it was very uncomfortable for us. Yeah. But, yeah, so final thoughts are I don't think Scientology did it and um, they were just a bit insane. Yeah, sadly. I do like them, though, these two. Well, I didn't actually look up any of the shit they did. I like the sound of her interest. But sometimes people are so artistic, I don't like them. Really? As in, they they see themselves as so artistic, I don't like them. I, as in, they come across a bit pretentious and stuff. I, I To be honest... So I feel people, like if I read too much into these people, I'd probably feel that way about them. Yeah. To be honest, though, I, I prefer pretentious. You like pretentious I people. prefer pretentious over the complete opposite, which is just your complete dullard who isn't interested in anything you know if you're so unimaginative you can't even be interested in anything well, well, that, the guy that we were sitting next to yeah, the him, that kind of guy <laughs> I, okay I, anyway i think we should probably bid good day yeah to the lovely folks at the scientology center that are listening to us oh we, we love you so much you know what they probably had the pitchforks out at the beginning of the episode yeah and like now they're just like oh okay they didn't they didn't Blame us. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Everyone blames us. Yeah. Sometimes Scientology don't. They're the same do misunderstood, aren't they? They Scientologists. Yeah. yeah, the poor Scientologists. Yeah. I mean, sure, they harass some people, but they don't harass all people. Yeah. Sure, their actions have led to some deaths, but not uh, all deaths. Yeah, you can think about poor little Tom Cruise, you know. <laughs> he loved Katie so much as he, you know, 
jumped oh, on no, the sofa. I actually gained like a semblance of respect for her. I don't still don't rate her much as an actress. Yeah. But she 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 divorced him quick time. Yeah. And did it like an MI six operation. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. She got out like Nicole Kidman did as well. Yeah, but Nicole Kidman, she she suffered. Yeah. Like her divorce was long and she didn't get any money and she got her kids taken away from her. Katie Holmes, she got her kid. That's that's good. That's the main thing. Yeah. So anyway, Scientology sucks, but goodbye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, I think we're good there. Yeah.